Uh, okay, so today's daf is daf Gimel, and the Gemara begins. Then he'd be chayav. So what are we saying here? Someone ate a chazi gzayt chaylet. So he swallowed it, so it went through his beta biliyah, went down his throat. Then he vomited it up, or he regurgitated it, let's call it that. And then he swallowed it again. In that situation, he'd be chayav. The Gemara is going to explain soon. However, chnitz chazi zayt chazi grogeret. The chazar vozio, and then he took it out. Then he'd be pator. But if you took a chazi gezayit, oh sorry, I can't say gezayit, chazi grogeret of food on Shabbos, or into his property, and took that exact same one back out again, then he would be pator. Now this is different to what we we're talking about yesterday. I'm not sure if it was 100 clear then, but yesterday when he said hotza and hachatnai mitzarf kontrabiochanan, it wasn't talking about the same object. Right? It was talking, I, I took out a chatzikazai and I brought back in a chatzikazai, but not back in, I brought in a chatzikazai. Chatzikrogeret. So, but here we're saying you did exactly the same thing you'd be pato. So now we say, what's the difference between the case where the person had a chatzikazai of food, swallowed it, brought it up, swallowed it again, you say, and here we say, you take that exact same, because that's using the exact same chatzikazai, chatzikir. And I'm doing the experience twice, if you like. Then I'm chayev. But in the case of Otsai, I forgot the chatzik grogeret. I take it out and bring it back in again. The same one. We say you're not chayev. So we say as follows. So what he's saying is, when it comes to chaylev, the, the prohibition of chaylev, when, when does one violate the prohibition of having chaylev? It's not that he has in his stomach a full kazai of chaylev. It's that his throat has derived hana'a from a kazai's worth. Okay, so therefore, in that situation, since he's derived Hana from the Chatzikazai, it came back up again, and then he has another Chatzikazai, his throat has benefited from, he's got Hanat Gronos, in the end, come from a full Kazai. Okay, he's like the half plus a half is a whole. Okay, and that's why he's Chayev. For Amhach, it's not the case. Lo Meaning here, it's almost like the result of where it's going to be. Um, I'll read you here with Chaim. He says, it says, Hatam gabe achila, when it's labata ma'av. Like when it comes to the chaylev, it's not what's being digested in the stomach. You need a chazait worth being digested to be chayev for having chaylev. No, the temahalo achal chazait. Ella achar hanat gronov. Because again, as I explained, when it comes to uh, the eating chaylev, it's what your, the throat is benefiting. But here, What's the prohibition on Shabbos? Have I done a full malach of what's called hotzah? I've taken the kezayit out. Here, it's the same chatzi kezayit. I took it out and brought it back in again. So I haven't done a full shear of hotzah. All right, because that same kezayit is right back where it was. Okay? Um, as opposed to, by the way, yesterday, just to make it really clear, when you had a chatzi kezayit going one way and a chatzi kezayit coming back in, a different chatzi kezayit, well, then you've got a full chatzi kezayit that has transferred um, its domains. And then they can combine a contra biochanah. That was sure Rabbi was cholik, if you remember yesterday. However, it's the same kazai. It's come back in and out. You haven't done a full kazai that's transferred domains. Okay. So I'm Rabbi Yossi. Pamim, He says it's possible even on Shabbos. I could be involved. I could have been transferred a full grogeret and still be patur. How? Says, um, so what I've taken, I took out one chatzik grogeret, which is a chatzik shiur once again, and I put it outside. The chazar, and then after that, the hotzik chatzik grogeret, and I started taking another, another chatzik grogeret. V'lo, I speak la'ni, I had a chance to put it down outside, ad shenistrafa rishona. 
until the first one was burst into flames. So it's no longer there anymore. Okay. I've actually been doing, if you like, a maser regarding hotza'a of a full brogeret, but nonetheless you're patur. Why? And he says, begin midmaita lechalavim vuhu abinkat. In other it's like in this situation, in this we do compare the case of Chalavim. Let me explain. A reader of Chaim. Kolomar, where do we see this idea that suddenly you could have burst into flames before you take that Chatzikot outside, you'd be a Patur? He says, You learn this from the case of Chalavim. And here we can compare, you'll see in a minute. Why? If you ate a Chatzikot, and and you had the other one after another Remember, we said that the shirin within which you have to eat the full kazait. So, in other words, you have a chatzik kazait. You waited the shear of kadeachliat pras, and then you have the second one. It's like the first one's being burnt because of the delay so long. The tulo and then I can't mitzdarif. So, so too, here we can draw a parallel between Chalav and Shabbos, unlike the previous first case we learned together. If the first one's burst into flame, the first Chatzik Krugeret, before I take out the second one, there's nothing to mitzdarif to. It still has to mitzdarif to something. So it's a bit like, again, waiting a full long Kedach uh, Pras. So that where we do compare... Um, like we said yesterday as well, we also compared Rishiot Chatzir Kedai Kalev Pras. You know, if, it, if that was within Shed Rabbi Yosef. Okay, let's continue. So Am Rabbi Yochanan Hamotzim Rishot Yachid Lurishot Rabim Derech Karmelit Chayav. So the Malachon on Shabbos is I'm taking from Rishot Yachid to Rishot Rabim all, all back, right? So, however, what about a Karmel? A Karmelit is is a domain that's not Rishot Yachid Rishot Rabim. Rishot Rabim is like a highway. Like a street that has, according to again, is exactly what the what the definition is. But let's say a public domain. Let's one opinion is six hundred thousand people can travel on it. So a major highway. A caramelite is more like an alleyway. The Yamazon is like a caramelite. These are areas that might have similarities to the public domain, but they're not defined as Rishon Rabin Doraisa. Okay, so if I take from a Yachid to a caramelite, or from a caramelite to Rishon Rabin, we'll see all these cases all back. In other words, one of the one of these major Rishon to a caramelite. Then I'm not violating Isudor Raisa, violating Isudor Ramana. Okay. So the Gemara says that if I ta- if what if I'm walking outside and I'm going outside from my house through a caramelite onto a Shusarabin? In that situation, Rabbi Yochanan Yochayev. Now, why would you think otherwise? You might think that since I'm transitioning through a caramelite, it's like, you know, stopping along the way and putting it down. But he says, no, it's as if you've gone straight from Shusiachet to Shusarabin. Now, how do I prove this? He says, Minha Motsi Lacharav. Now, there, this refers to the following case. In other where's that proof that if you go by the caramelite and you haven't put it down in, on the way, then you're, uh, then you're Bichai? Because in this case, this is referring to a case, it's a mission we'll see later on. Minhada, it says, And this is someone who's carrying like a bag on them. And we say that when the bag's in front, it has a greater level of shmira than when it's behind him. So what the mission is saying is, if you intended to have it in front of you, and the bag swings around and you end up, it ends up going behind you when you go outside, then you didn't do what you mitkaven to do. You didn't intend to take it outside with this lower level of shmira, and that's what actually happened, because you wanted it in front of you. And now this is referring, this is, a mission brings an exception later on. For example, what if it's like one of these mailmen that, that, that run and a bag flies around everywhere, then it makes no difference because you know that it's going to move back and forth. But this is a little talking about like a proper satchel that's meant to be in front of you. 
That, however, if it, you intend it to be behind you, it comes in front, you've up the Shmira Yedbichai. That's what it says. Okay? Now we say, So now we say, Now, here, I'll explain what Rebukhaim says. says, Why are you patur when it swung behind you? Your patum is flying behind you because your intention was to have the shmirim all of the proper shmirim when it's in front of you. And when it behind you, that was your intent. But we see quite clearly that what? That if you wanted it to be behind you and you walked out of the house with, from Rishitach to Rishitach, you'd be chayat. Now, the Gemara says, um, it says, So I'll just explain this outside with a picture to make it clear. As you, uh, let me just share the screen. When the bank's behind you, it's impossible that as you're going out, you will not create what's a caramelite in between your yakid and rabim. So you have a look at this pretty picture with a bit of clip art. As he's walking outside the house, what's happening, if the davar, now it's not going to be a heavy load because that's more the next case, but it's a small satchel, as we said. When it's behind you, as you're walking out between between the, the, the wall, the shruti yakid, and the street itself, you're going to make a space in which this object is... That the space between you and the house is going to be pachot mikabul tvachim. By definition, as you walk out initially, it's going to be one tzach, two tzach, three tzachim, and then you're on the street. Okay, so that space would then therefore be defined. The space between you and your house would be defined as a caramelite. Why? Because Once you've got a space that's so small in rishusarabim, it's not noach to use, and therefore it's not defined as rishusarabim, and it's defined as a caramelite. So therefore, this is beautiful then. I've got something on my back. I'm going out my house. That object was in Shotiachid. As I'm going out the house, because I've created a very narrow space between me and the house, that space is a caramelite. And then I've reached Rosh Hashanah. And we see clearly in the mission of that what? Well, Yechayev. Because if you intended to have it behind you, we said, and you walk out into the street with it, then you'd be Chayev. Okay? So you see, ah, there's a beautiful proof. I've transitioned this object from Shotiachid through a caramelite, and according to the Mishnah, we're Mashmi Yechayim. You hear? So, so that, that, that's that's attempted proof. The attempted proof is directly from this from this case, from that Mishnah. So Gemara says, no, that's not a good proof. It is possible that you went out of your house without creating a, a caramel between you and the house and with the object being in that location. How is that possible? Just mirror image this picture of the guy. What happened is, Tif where he was backing out, he was reversing out of his house with the object behind him. And therefore, the object itself made a transition directly from the Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, because it was behind him. Okay? There was never that caramel in between in which it was situated. The And here we change the gears a bit, according to Rav Chaim, the Kfar Yatsam and the Masol is already outside the Rosh Hashanah behind him. Or Tchilo also makes sense. So Rav Chia Bar Abba says, Ba'u Kameh Red one second, he says, what are you talking about? Walking backwards with an object is not And we know with Shabbos, if you do something in the non-normal way, not the way the Malach is normal form, it wouldn't be Chayat. So how can you say that the case is talking about when you back it out? And the Gemara says, no, that's not true. Reversing, walking backwards with an object and carrying, that is a Derech Chotza'ah. Because you see, like uh, your transport people, people that carry loads on their shoulders, that's exactly what they do. 
this is they'll they would back out of the house. If you look this picture of the guard loading his back, in other words, if you've got something very bulky, what they will try to do, even if it's on his back, he will try and get the object out first before himself. Because if he goes first, then he's scared that the object that he's carrying will end up getting stuck. So it's not strange for him to carry a load on his shoulder and go back out the door to make sure it's not going to knock into anything. And so therefore, walking backwards doing hotzah is considered the right derech. Oh, it's not considered shimei. Okay. So now the question is, so where then is our proof? If you take Rosh Yachid to Rosh Sarabim as you're going through a Karmelit Bichayev, and he brings it from a Maforosh Mishnah. So he says, if you take food, you place it on a skupa. Skupa is like the, um, the, the, the step in front of the house. Okay, But we're assuming this step is less than 10 tfachim high from the ground, but more than 3 tfachim from the ground. And, and it's like a dal so it has the status of what's called a, a karmelit. So you've got a nice doorstep, like that goes out like a porch type of doorstep. So it says, if you take food, from then you put it down, um, and then you'd be pato, and then take from the scoop and put the rishasarabim, but also be pato. That's the whole mission of there. Okay, and you see quite clearly then what and the scoop itself is a caramel. That's why you're pato. Ah, mashma what you're pato because it's taking a station on the caramel. You take it from your house to the caramel, then the caramel into the street. Mashma what. Had you gone directly from your house to the street, you would have been chayev. Ah, it's mafurish. You see that if you walk from your house over this step or this uh, this this iskupa onto the street, you and you didn't you didn't put the object down there, you would be chayev. Okay. So and Ubaishla Rebiosi was quite angry. that he was able to say this of himself because it seems to be quite a quite a good and clear proof. Okay. Next. Now here we're going to need these uh, diagrams. Now, the question is as follows. We have a machloket, actually, between the, um, the Chachamim and Ben Azai, as we'll see. Rav Huna Barad B'Shem Rav. Hakol modim b'zorek shuhu chayev, which is, uh, that's Dibra Kolhu. She'ein avir karmelit kemamasha. So what are we talking about? Again, we're talking about Rushat Yachid, karmelit, and then uh, the Rushat Sarabim. That if you throw it, then you'd be chayev. Why? Because if you throw it, they hold that everyone agrees that as it's going over the caramelite, it's not as if it's mamasha, as if it's in the caramelite. So it's as if you've gone straight from Shiyachit to Rosh Rabin. Now, this is the, the case of Zorek is on the second line in that chart. But let's continue. Umar Pligin, what's Machloket? That is Bemotzi. If I'm taking it from my house, I'm stepping out the front door, I'm walking through this caramelite and onto the street. That's when you have a Machloket between Chachamim and Ben Azai. Why? Because Ben Chachamim Ben Azai is Potter and Chachamim Mechayivim. Now, why does Ben Azai Potter? And that's because he holds Mahalech Kemeniach. Meaning, as I'm walking, this is a debate we saw yesterday, that as I'm walking, as if, despite the fact I'm still moving, it's if I've stood there. So if I'm walking out of my house, onto this, like the case we saw of Iskupa, and then onto the street, even if I didn't stop, according to Ben Azai, it's as if I put it down there, and then it's as if I picked it up and then put it onto the, put it onto the street. So therefore, that's why you'd be patur. Whereas Chachamim saying, no, Malach is not is not Kemeniach, and therefore that's why you'd be chayev. Okay, so very clearly, just on the chart, if he's Zorek, there's no question. Everyone agrees, according to the Rav Huna, that as it's, because it's, as it's going through the airspace above the Karmelit, it's not as if it rested in the Karmelit, and, and therefore it's like it went from Rosh Yachid to Rosh Hashanah, everyone says you're chayev, on the second line in that chart. On the line above, that's when you have a Machlok, if you're walking through. Chachamim says walking through, you still be chayev. 
Whereas Ben Isaac said to be patur because simply walking through as if you've been, you put it down there. Now, that's exactly how I explained it. In other words, Ben Isaac says because you're walking through it as if you put it down. Rav Chista Shal Rav Huna. Rav Yisra asked Rosh Huna, Al Datu de Ben Azai, Eina Dam Mitchai Ba Arba Maot. How is a person going to be chayiv for carrying Dalad Abot to Rosh Hashanah? Okay, because there's two issues of carrying on Shabbos. One is, which we've been focusing on until now, is transferring from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. But there's also, if you carry Dalad Abot to Rosh Hashanah, you'd be chayiv. Now, according to Ben Azai, if you say, Ma'alech Kemeniach, if you say that walking is like putting it down, then you're never going to be transferring an object because every step you take it is as if you put it down. You hear the question. So it says, So in other words, the question then, which seems to be unresolved here, that according to um, Ben Azza, if Malach Kemaniach, this is a question that's posed, you, how do we ever get a situation for carrying Rosh Hashanah? So the answer, by the way, the, the, the Reb Chaim brings, he says the Tosfot and Shabbos. He quotes the Tosfot and Shabbos. He says Bishlama Vi. Uh, it's a Duma man Bishlama. Sorry, Hevi Kushes. He brings this kasha. He brings in the name of the Yerushalmi. The Katab the Mashni Yerushalmi, and he says the, the Yerushalmi actually gives an answer, which we don't have pretty in front of us, which is Bekofetz. If someone jumped, Daladamot Kechad. later. In other words, the answer in, that's uh, quoted by the Tosfot that. Should be in your shami don't have in front of us. Is you're right. How would Ben Azai have some chayev for carrying Dalad Amot Rabim if he took a big jump? Okay. Another explanation could be if he threw. That's another explanation. But again, but we, what we have printed in front of us, we're missing an answer. Okay. However, Yehuda understands the debate in a different way. He says, "I call Everyone agrees that if he's motzi, meaning he's mahalech, he's walking, he'd be patur. Meaning, because divrei hakol. This is now on this line over here in the chart. So now review to the, the first row. He says is that because everyone holds at walking. And Benazai hold it as you're walking as if you put it down. That's bizorek. That's if you're throwing it. Why? Benazai is potter. Benazai exempted for Chachamim Mechayim. Why? He holds that the space in the Karmelit is like it's Mamash. So therefore, it's as if it was let, it went from Rishatayachi to Karmelit, and then Karmelit to Rishasarabim. But Rabban and Lo Abdir and the Chachamim say no that the Karmel, the air of a Karmelit is not like the Mamashut, it's not as if it rested there, and therefore it went straight from Rishatayachi to Rishasarabim. So again, quite clearly to summarize Rabbi Huda's understanding, everyone agrees Malachi Vipatur if you went through the Rishasayachi, where or the so Rishatayachi to Karmelit, whereas the uh, whereas where the case of Zorek. That's when the machloket is. Fine. Umanita Messiah, Messiah Ledin, Umanin Messiah Ledin. We've got a bright of the, oh, Mishnah's, yeah, that seem to be, yes, the susceptors seem to be supporting each of the Shittot. It says, Manin Messiah, that change the words here, Le Rebu Huda. Why? Because Haya Umed Rushus Arabim, Sam is standing Rushus Arabim, Vizarak Ledir, and he throws something into a deer, into a pen, or the Sahar. Derech Karamalit, it goes via Karamalit, it be Chayev. Vimotzio, if you walk through it, then we'd say it Patur. Now, who does that sound like? If you see, I've marked that out in blue. That's Rabbi Yehuda's understanding of the Chachamim, because that, that brighter is Shita Chachamim. And you see, within that brighter, it differentiates between walking it there or throwing it there. Okay? And the next, next teaching seems to be following Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. And this is, it says, This is our Mishnah. This is our Mishnah. 
Now, if he puts again, he takes some food, places on the doorstep, on that doorstep, and then what he does, he takes, and then someone else takes from the doorstep onto the street, or he does it himself. Then he'd be part. Then what's the story? Then he would be, he would be. Uh, we said he patur because he did the malacha bavatachad. Mashma what? Then if he did do it bavatachad, he would be chayev. And if you have a look, that's what halad in yellow. That's shita chachamim. The b'mahalech as you're walking through, you'd be chayev despite the fact you've gone through the caramelit. So ha imasam alachdam bavatachad, you'd be chayev. And then as I omer on that very point, I feel asam alachdam bavatachad, you'd be patur. Okay, and that's you see quite clearly that's the thing marked out in, in yellow that the machloket is specifically between Mahal, in the case of Mahalach. So you see, we've got a Mishnah supporting Rav Huna, we've got a Tosefta supporting supporting Rav Yehuda. Okay, now Hataninan. Now this brings us to our the sugi we ended yesterday's shear with, and we get a, a chance to do a bit of Chazara. Hataninan Rameir Omer. If this was the case, we saw in Masechta Kritot. When someone ate all those various isurim in Bebat Achad, it was Kodshim, it was uh, it was Notar, it was Chelev, it was it was Yom Kippur, if you recall, and, and he was Tameh. And we said he gets he gets, he's over a multiple isurim. And Rimeir says it can also add the case of, this is what we said yesterday, of course, the case if he ate it as he was taking it out, he'd also be a Chayv, another Chatat. There'd be five Chatat for taking it out. The Amulo, and they said to him, no, Eino Hashem. You can't, it's not the same Inyan we're talking about here. It's a different type of Yisul. Why? Because one's Chayev Mishum Mahalech, another one's Mishum Meniach. Now, the Havamina here now is like the Havamina we had yesterday when we brought the Kasha on Rabbi Yossi. And that was, is that the Havamina, when you say Zeh Mahalech, Zeh Mahalech meaning when it comes to, for example, the Yisrael of Chaylev, that is, the Chiyub is when it's in, in Beit Bliyah. Okay, in, in, meaning even while he is walking out. However, for Shabbos, the chiyuv is what? The chiyuv is only when it reaches his stomach. And importantly here, it, what it means is, is that we have to explain that while he is walking, it's not considered as if he is rest, it is rested. Because if it was considered as if meniach, as you're walking, it doesn't have to reach the beta, it doesn't have to reach the stomach, even the beta even in the throat, even when it's when his throat, he'd be chayat. Okay? That's very important. So once again, so what we see here is part of the question that was posed by the Amrullah, the Chachamim there, we know that's Rabbi Yossi, we'll get to that soon, but part of the question is impl- implies that what? The Chachamim maintain that Walking is not considered as if it's being put down. Because again, if it was walking as if you've already been put down, then you'd be chayab at the moment he placed it in his mouth, just like when at the same moment when he put chayab on the woman, kasha on the chachamim, uh, on, on Rebbe Meir, sorry. The fact that, the kasha, that they said, Hashem means that putting it in the mouth as you're walking is not considered as, as if it was rested on the ground. Okay? So then, al-dat what do we say? It's not Ben Azai. That discussion, Amrullah, can't be like Ben Azai because he says, Malach is Kemaniach. And Adate de Yehuda, like I'm showing in the, in the diagram above, the Adate de, de, de Rabhud Yehuda, he says, that's Loka Ben Azai, but Loka Rabban. Because if you, recall, you can see in this chart, he said in the case of Malach, when you're going from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, through the Karmelit, everyone holds your patur because Malach is Kemaniach. As you're walking, as if you put it down there. So Rav Chena, no. Manu Amrulo Chachamim, who's the Chachamim? That's Shittat Rabbi Yossi, like we said yesterday. Shehen b'Shittat Ben Azai, because that's like Shittat Ben Azai, meaning 
we, as you, you recall, yesterday we said that that yesterday that Rabbi Yossi held that Malach is Kemaniach. And therefore, we have to explain that, that Mishnah of the Amrulu Eino Min Hashem completely differently, like we explained it yesterday. Now, for the purpose of Chazara, the Gemara doesn't explain it here. Let's just look at the chart that I've got in front of you. In other words, once again, when we say Zem, the case wasn't where a person has it in his mouth and is walking out the house. So he's, he's doing Hotzah and eating all these Yisurim at one point. Rather, if you recall, it was resting on the Ispupa. Right in front of the house, assuming it was less than three tefachim from the ground, so therefore it's Rosh Hashanah. If you recall, he he put, put his hand out, took it, put it in his mouth as his mouth was outside and his neck was still inside. If that was the case, we said yesterday, and therefore we said because you're not moving with it, right? It's not considered as arrested, and therefore you only chayef mishum or hachnasa, bringing it in once it goes down the throat and into the stomach. Whereas for um, the chaylev, you ask as soon as it's in the beit abliyah. That's what uh, Rabbi Yossi was saying. Those Chachamim were saying back to Rabbi Meir. So therefore, when you say Zem Mehalech Vazem Meniach, let's do a bit of Chazar on this, meaning you understand it completely differently, like having the Shah. When he's when the, uh, when they said Amrulah, Rabbi Yossi says Zem Mehalech, meaning Shabbos the Chiyuvo when it's in Beit Abliyah will only be if as you're walking in Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Because that, because otherwise, if you're not moving, it's the hanacha will only occur. Meaning, for again, neck over the doorway. That is, um, that's only when it actually reaches the stomach. So, uh, however, when it comes to chaylev, zemeniach, meaning even once it's simply placed in the in the in the mouth, into it goes into the beta bliyah, you'd be chayev. And if you recall, we said that yesterday is. The whole point of bring, bringing that case was to illustrate that that when it comes to Shabbos, the chilv is mishum hotzah. So how does hotzah occur? Either when it is swallowed and goes into the stomach, or as you're walking outside, right? But the point is, it has to come. It's it's the tali talui, not on the act of eating, but on has hotzah occur? Did it reach? Has it rested on the ground? Whereas the maniach, when it comes to achila, we said at the time the argument back was um, that when it comes to achilev and tameh and all these other isra, there isra achila, it's just in beta bliya. That's that's why that's why it says enu min Hashem. That was the argument enu Hashem. That gives us a bit of chazara. The charts there, if you want to see in your own time as well. Again, Amrulo, he says by the way, just for principle, to call Amrulo Reb Chaim says always Reb Yossi. Okay, fine. Let's knock it in the Gemara. Enough charts for now. Let's give a bit of introduction to tomorrow before we end. It says, What happens if he is in Roshus Arabim? And he throws it, and he throws it, and he catches it himself. Meaning, Reb Chaim says, He throws in and he sticks his hand, by the way. He sticks his hand into Roshus Yachid and catches it. Okay? Would it be Chayiv or not? Now, this is kind of an interesting case because Pnei Moshe and Karabana don't explain it that way. All they explain it is you threw it and then moved yourself and caught it. Not that you were still where you were standing and stuck your hand in. We'll see why these two explanations are kind of, kind of very different, obviously. And we'll see how they, um, in tomorrow's stuff, will become clear why Reb Chaim says like he does. But let's have a look. So the first attempt to prove is love matnitayi. Do we have a proof from the Mishnah? It says, if you throw something and then a dog comes and catches it, or Shunisravel bursts into flames, it's part of it. Why? Because when you throw it, you did Akira, but something else did Hanacha. Okay? It, or there wasn't Hanacha. It burst into flame, or a dog came and caught it. Now the Gemara says, Rav Shmuel B'Shem Rabbi Zira, 
Uh, so by the way, important on that point, just to, it says, V'im ken, Reb Chaim says, Huadin ki kadam huva kalta. That's it should the same thing for you. If you go, go and then and catch it, it could be it should be like kalta ka'acherhu. It should be like some somebody else. Sorry, ka'acherhu. Ta'anach deka'avid koach acherhu. Because the hanacha now is a koach acher, a different acher, but ain't mikocho mikocha rishon. It's not mikocha rishon did avakiras. Like when you threw it, should be no difference between you grabbing, sticking hand and catching it versus a, a dog catching it. That's the assumption here. By the time explains it, okay. Reb Shmuel b'shem Reb Zira says bechotef ken. He says, no. When do we say kalta acher, someone else catches it, then you'd be patur. That is only if they grabbed it out of the air. Mider. says, you grab it in the air. However, However, if you threw it and the person just standing there just catches it, then you would be chayev. He didn't snatch it mider. He was just the passive recipient, if you like. You threw it to him and he catches it. Kalatacher, then you'd be chayev. Why? Because Because what difference does it make if you threw it and it landed your, at your expected destination on the ground or in someone else's hands? It makes no difference. So we say, the Gemara says, do you know what? Well, actually, um, we'll leave it here. We'll take it from here tomorrow because uh, I don't want to lose us in Mitsugya. It's a tough introduction. Okay. We'll pick up Mr. Shem for tomorrow. Okay. Perfect.